hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community, mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today we are happy to be bringing you another installment of Sunday at Sea, a live show of maritime songs, stories, and good coastal fellowship hosted by Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. So, without further ado, here's their show. Okay, we are live in five, four, four three, Sunday at Woo! sea. We're in a whole different venue. We're, We're in, live in Chilmark. We're in Chilmark. <laughs> you can't find a more coastal farming community on Martha's Vineyard than Chilmark. Am I right out there? Yeah. 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 They love Chilmark. We love Chilmark. It's the home of Menemsha. just play. Well, for those of you who are new to our show, you might not know, but we have been starting with this song. You started it before I was even involved, I think, and and it's called the Ukrainian National Anthem. And I have a feeling you probably all understand why we're playing that song. And we're still playing it. And I thought we were going to play it for a little while. And I thought to myself, you know, but it's so sad out there. They're having a tough time. And we, we, we do this at the beginning to, to say, we might be here to have a wonderful time, which we are, and we will, but we can't forget those hurts that there's a lot of people out there feeling. So we hold them in our heart while we are also celebrating the other things that make us human, which is that we love to sing, and we love to have fellowship, and we love to be together. So we celebrate all those things while we hold all of those cares in our heart. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. So that, we, you know, we played you know, that We're not one like ostriches putting well, our heads in the sand and, and ignoring the world affairs around us. This show is a very special show to, to all of us, and we want it to be relevant. Song, you know, just singing old 19th century songs is not enough when you live in a coastal community. You yeah, need tell the what stories. matters, people care. Mm -hmm. Bright Spanish maids, farewell and adieu to your ladies of Spain. Our captains commanded we sail for New England. because it is part of my story. It's also the story of this island. Somebody on Martha's Vineyard has to sing these songs. <laughs> so I'm not proclaiming myself the only one, but I'm simply saying I do it, and I've been doing it for a while. And for, for many of you, you know that I love whales, and you love whales. Please raise your hand if you love whales. It sounds like a contradiction to sing songs about killing of whales when whales are so precious. Well, this, is, this past week has been really hard for a lot of people. We learned a week ago that a three-year-old female right whale washed up, endangered. this is the endangered right, washed up on a beach 
in Edgartown, a beach called Cow Bay. Less than two miles away from my family homesteads. Many of you know I'm a descendant of the Pease family and we spent many, many, many voyages out hunting the whale. The story of the whaling and all of that helped build this country and built this island. You can't, you can't drive through these communities and not notice these amazing old houses that were, that were ornate and beautiful and churches. That were, they were built with whaling money. Because in those days you had no idea what was going on out in the open ocean and they were fearful of that. So here you have this right whale, an endangered species, only 350 of them left, washing up on Cow Bay. It's very, it's very hard and I'm sure you as well as I, all of you up and down the East Coast, are sensitive to the idea that there is this beautiful creature of the sea that is troubled and almost wiped out from the earth. We used to have an Atlantic gray whale. They are gone. We have plenty of West Coast Pacific gray whales because there was a huge effort, a resurgence, and those whales came back. We have to learn from that loss of the... So here's a message for today that I hope you take home with you. That whale that died was found on the beach. I can't tell you what killed it. I can't tell you who to blame. No, that will be portrayed by scientists and researchers. But it had line entangled on its tail. And they had documented that on a three-year-old three whale for two years. No one can tell me that the right whale is doomed for extinction because he can't make it on his own. The only reason I believe, and maybe somebody can argue with me, the only reason why those whales are in trouble is because of us. Because of us. And we're going to figure this out. I know many fishermen who spend sleepless nights trying to figure out how to deal with this. It's not easy. It's an economic impact on their community. It's an economic income impact for everyone in this coastal community. You want our, you want our fishermen to be okay. And you don't want anybody saying, oh, I'm not going to eat this or I'm not going to eat that because, because of the diamond, right? We're going to figure this out. And that is the message I want to share with you tonight. And I want to give you an invitation. When you sit back at home later in the days ahead, and, and if you feel a poem coming to you, if you feel a, a writing, if you have a grandson or a child who loves to draw pictures of whales. When I was a little kid, I used to draw pictures of whales. Please, Scan it, take a picture of it, and send it to me. Send, we'll show them on this show. It's an ongoing story. This is not going away. This is not the last time this program is going to be having a moment of that. And, and be, feel good about this, because the circumstances around this troubled whale are not what they were 10 years ago, are not what they were 20 years ago. 
fishermen and fisheries managers are sitting down, they're scratching their heads and they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. There's not a selfish one of them that doesn't somehow care that we solve this problem. All the way from this, this whale that died was recorded in the St. Lawrence sea, Seaway two years ago, Canada. Who's to say where it picked up that line? But we know that these whales swim in our waters, they're returning to our waters, and as a tribute to these whales, Molly and I are going out whale watching on the west coast when we visit my son. <laughs> we're going on the east coast too. We were, yeah, we were given a... I've seen many whales in my lifetime. And Molly went out to Provincetown all by herself. We went out for a trip. And it is so heartening, so full of warmth and glow to be able to see these beautiful animals at sea. And we, we honor oh, them and we celebrate them. And, uh, and, and uh, all right, so what's all the next? All right, so I've done this. So I want to give a shout out. Now we switch to shout positive. Out. Give things. a shout out. If any of you have picked up these notices on Facebook Live of this show tonight, you've seen drawings by my brother, Frank Lovewell, who's seated right over there. Wait, raise your hand, Frank, so at least the folks here can see. <laughs> These wonderful drawings. He got a wonderful picture of Charlotte. Hey, if Brad, I'm going to take camera number two, and I'm going to swivel it over to show Frank. Frank, come on over. Can you come on over, Frank? There come on over. There he is. Yay! Look at this Yay. nice cat. Here we go. kids growing up, we were all drawing pictures of whales. It is this amazing, astounding story about us. All right, so here we go. So now the next thing we're going to do, are we going to do a shout? We're also saying that Molly and I are going to be performing February 16th. Oh, that's right. Friday, February 16th at the Cape Cod Maritime Museum. So please... So we're going to do that. So, so the That's next it. step is Dan, right? We got Dan now. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. All right. We have special guests tonight. We this, got special this local place guests. Is full of them, and we're gonna. I, we can't wait for all of you guys that are, that are out there watching the show to be introduced to these wonderful performers. We got a tease of them just a short while ago at five o'clock show, but now we get to share with you guys. Like, oh, what a treat! So our first guest up is going to be Dan Waters, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move so he can have a nice little seat here. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> a special entrance here. Exactly. We did it the same way. <laughs> Yay! Let's give it up for Dan Waters. <laughs> So can, can I introduce, I'm going to introduce Dan Waters is a dear friend of mine. We go back to the days when I started working at the Gazette, 43 years ago. Oh my God. 44 years I've known this man. He used to work at the Vineyard Gazette with me. We, have, we put up with a lot of this and that. And he was very creative from the very start, and I was creative too. And so this friendship goes back, and he's just a terrific fellow. He's, he writes poetry, he's the poet laureate. And, Many times over for this community, he's celebrated in this community. He can't go anywhere without people recognizing and acknowledging his talent as both a musician, a poet, a lyricist, and a photographer on top of that as well. well Mark and I have a lot of things in common. It, it, Mark is one of the most creative people I know, 
So it was a real treat to work with him at the Gazette and you know, compare notes about all kinds of things. That are, I think we've, we've really never lost touch. We, I ended up not working for the Gazette. Mark spent his life at the Gazette. <laughs> but, um, but we never lost touch anyway. Of course, we you know, always lived on Martha's Vineyard, which is not a terribly large place. Um, it's an honor to have him here with you. Well, thank you. Um, you guys asked me to bring some, some uh, maritime material. I, um, I don't actually write that many, um, I, don't, I don't own a boat and I'm not a fisherman, but you can't avoid being touched by the ocean in many ways when you live on Martha's Vineyard. Um, I was so, I was moved to hear you just now talking about the whale uh, that washed up in, at Cow Bay. Um, whales are not the only endangered marine species around. I wrote this song some years ago when Martha's Vineyard had something called the Monster Shark Tournament, which happened in Oak Bluffs. And uh, it was a summertime event. It was uh, to promote tourism and so forth. But the, uh, the main activity was for fishermen to go out or sports people, if you can call it a sport, uh, go out and um, find the biggest shark that you could possibly find. Uh, the, these sharks were so big that you couldn't really you know, pull them into the boat alive, so they would hook them, bring them up to the boat, shoot them with a shotgun, bring them back to Oak Bluffs Harbor, uh, haul them up on, with a chain and hook outside of our market in Oak Bluffs Harbor. And uh, crowds would gather around and get their picture taken. And it was a brutal, brutal uh, uh, scene. And a lot of us were pretty upset by it. Uh, this, this cruel uh, activity for, it, it, it was a waste of life and uh, nature. Uh, so a man named Steve Maxner, who is one of our local heroes, a Vietnam vet, medic in Vietnam, uh, organized a, a protest against the Monster Shark Tournament uh, and it got a bunch of us musicians to get together and write songs about, the, about sharks. And we, uh, so he created a Save the Sharks CD, which was for sale at our local supermarket. It must have sold all of 15 copies, but, uh, <laughs> but it raised awareness anyway. And within a few years, that tournament was gone. Uh, but I, uh, this song is the closest, uh, was, was my contribution to that CD. Uh, so. Got no. 
say I'm very happy to say that the Monster Shark Tournament is ancient history and will probably never be back. On a happier note, um, I, I wanted to share a little bit of my poetry. Um, I would, I would, uh, back when they retired the ferry, the Islander, which Mark would remember very well, uh, we were all very sad. It was a boat that we'd loved for half a century. And uh, I wrote a, a long poem, which I, I cannot read the entire thing of, because it eases up the rest of your program. <laughs> but uh, the Vineyard Gazette wanted to feature it, and they ended up featuring it on the front page, uh, which was unusual, because that does not usually print an entire front page of nothing but poetry. So I was very honored to have, have that. Uh, but I thought I'd read some sections from the poem that kind of capture what it was like to be on the Islander, uh, which is a, a wonderful old ferry boat uh, full of, uh, well, I'll, the humblest details summarized her mission. Kielbasa dogs, green naga hide, and space to sprawl and nap. Her time was a more leisured time, our place a more leisurely place when she began her run. Her Eisenhower era posters showed us how one laced a life vest in the era of the Cold War, while expressive crayon masterworks by island children begged us not to shower litter on their beach. One chose one's perch with care, formica table, iron bench, or snack bar booth, some few preferred to lurch the aisles collecting gossip with a penchant for inquiring off just for the day, <laughs> replying one knew better than to mention handsome gynecologists one might be going off to see, <laughs> or one's divorce. On ferry boats, you pay for what you say. <laughs> you also paid for all you ate, of course. Unless your stomach was a Sherman tank, the ship's kielbasa dogs could be a source of misery. If wise, you simply sank your weary head into the naga hide for now and let your empty tummy thank you later. Years of marshmallowy paint applied to metal edge had smoothed many a sorrow born of land. She rescued us. To hide her brisk escape, our hero wore a Zorro mask across her windows as she rose and crashed through swells receding toward tomorrow. That last part is a reference to this uh, black stripe that ran around the windows of the, I don't know if you have a zoom, I but. I love that Zorro stripe. Yes, I gotta zoom in on that. Uh, it's kind of a, a trademark of the Steamship Authority to have a black stripe running through the window, so it kind of looks like a Zorro mask on a ferry boat. Great, I love it. Uh, anyway, do we have time for a little bit more? Oh, please. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I will continue the poem. Yes, yes, yes. It's a bit of an epic. She gave her lifetime to this single route, a lifelong battle with the seething sound, and she was not afraid to face a brutal northeast tempest that could pull her under. Great walls of water shattered at her wheelhouse, lashing at her battened lifeboats, thundering against her freight deck portals. Steel complained at every beaten, angry gouts of ocean bursting through the seams, the squeal of man's construction holding mayhem out, but only by the grace of latch and hinge. The cars, like 
anxious horses bucked about, their rubber ankles wading in a fringe of surf that washed the deck and rippled free. Upstairs, composed, determined not to cringe, the human cargo clung to dignity as if it floated. Windows outside dripped with sea. Within, they bore a fogged graffiti formed of human breath and circles wiped to watch in wonder. Others huddled, fighting not to feel the shudders, coffee gripped in nervous knuckles while the tawny lighting flickered, fragile as a candle flame. And thus she made her way, a lantern floating in a dark Atlantic storm, the same predicaments and perils in whose thrall the likes of Herman Melville earned their fame. And when at last we landed, we stood tall, if not on steady feet, on solid stone, and always grateful to have sailed at all. <laughs> of course. last part, of course, is a reference to how lucky you are to get on the boat and get all the way across, because it's not always a certain thing. <laughs> that is another That's fact true. of our lives. That's we true. as a community love the Islander. It was such a, you know, and the thing is with a ferry boat, it only is worthwhile if you're using it, and no one could come up with a plan to save her that would economically save her, you know, so that we could use her. And so, the moments for those of us, I, I flew over her in an airplane and took pictures of her on her departure um, when she was headed uh, away from Martha's Vineyard for the last time. And she has since been dismantled to just her hull. But Dan was the perfect guy to write the poem, you know. She gets it, he gets it. Well, it was, it's so symbolic of, uh it's the one common experience everyone on Martha's Vineyard has. We all depend on that ferry, and if you've been here long enough, uh, you, it, it, is the, it is the lifeline to the mainland. Thank um, you. Thank well, you. thank you. I, it, do you uh, are we, all right, we're ready for our next band. I just want to report um, that we're getting some messages from some of our Facebook friends that our, our signal is a little bumpy, maybe because we're out in the woods, I don't know. But anyhow, just hang in there with us, everyone. We're doing what we can. And uh, now we got this band coming up. Here they come. <laughs> we're a band. Wow. All right. Here comes the band. Here comes the band. Never been called a band before. <laughs> We are a band, yes. Band of brothers. While we're tuning, I'd like to say that Dan Waters is, I live in West Tisbury, and he's our town moderator. And the town moderator moderates an annual town meeting where 300 people get together to decide town bylaws and have to spend $22 million. It takes about three hours, and Dan oversees that discussion with grace and dignity. And I think we could use him in the House of Congress. Yes. Thank you. I don't know if you guys
eyes can squish just a tiny bit, but I want to make sure that we everybody at home gets to see all of you. So if you're able to just Come push in a tiny little bit, just a tiny mic. bit, that's perfect. Thank we you. Squish. That's great. Wonderful. I want to make sure we can, yeah. our friends can hear you. Okay. Right. Right. Cool. <laughs> we're we're going to sing a song about a ship. <clears throat> A sword fishing boat back in the day, uh, late 40s, early 50s. Uh, anybody called the Aphrodite. It was a, a beautiful uh, mahogany, black mahogany boat, and anybody who has ever seen the boat remembers it. Uh, it was spectacular. And uh, I, you were talking about your friendship of 44 years, and I was mighty impressed. But uh, the author of the Aphrodite and I go back uh, 80 some years. Uh, and uh, Jane Slater, who's sitting here, uh, wrote this song uh, about this boat called the Aphrodite. And uh, we're going to sing it. It was about a sword fishing boat at the time when Menemsha was a sword fishing headquarters. And when in the morning there were boats were six, seven, six, seven deep and they'd cast off and they'd all leave early in the morning and they'd come back the same day with swordfish. Imagine that. That was a long time ago and the swordfish would weigh 400 and 500 pounds. None of us has seen a swordfish that big for many, many years. Uh, but this is a song about those days and about the captain of the ship, Nelson Blount, and uh, takes me back to me, uh, back to my youth, right, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and Jack too. So it's the Aphrodite. Jingle, rumble, and roar. She lies along by no man's land, by 
Here's to Captain Nelson, may his name forever stand. May he always be remembered in the ports throughout the land. When his earthly race is over, the maidens will recall many happy nights aboard the Warren Cannonball. In an August hurricane, she sank down to the bottom. You could hear those fishermen sing. There goes the Aphrodite, the fairest of them all. But she'll always be remembered as the Warren Cannonball. before breakfast. <laughs> I have to tell you, the guy who wrote it was sober. <laughs> but boy, he came up with a great name. Whiskey before breakfast? I love this too because you listen to it, you're going to hear some hiccups. You just listen. You're going to hear them. You're going to hear them. It's great. It's a great tune. This is so cool. All right, here we go. Alright, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm like up on cue. We're gonna go slow. Alright, I'll, I'll go like this way, so we'll go. Here we go. Here we go.
get enough time so we, we can do it. Oh, I, yeah, because we had major discussions about it. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have any idea yeah, how we were going to need to do stuff We so. have these wonderful people here, and we wanted to say to ourselves, we'll make sure they have time to play so that we, because people, people hear us all the time. <laughs> Our audience, I know. So anyhow, we got to do this song. This is called Fishing Boat Sarah. Right, so it's kind of along the lines of what you guys did, which was so wonderful. It was so great, so wonderful. Are you doing so, harmonica too? Oh my God, yeah. Do you need to go it? get it? Yeah, can you get? Uh, Is it over there? It's yeah, over there. It's just, all right. All right. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> so anyhow, I'll talk the song. It's the C harmonica. So here's a song that I wrote, 2018. How many years ago was that? Five years ago, four years ago, five years, four years ago. Six. Six years. Anyhow, I wrote this song as a tribute to commercial fishermen, and I was thinking of Menemsha, and I was thinking of so many uh, families. You know, fishing boats are the home away from home. Fishing boats are a place where family members go, and I'm thinking of the Larson family, I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking so many, the Lori family, people, fathers and, daughter, fathers and daughters and sons go to sea and go, go fishing. And, and nobody's written a song about that because it's a, tr it's a treasure. You know, today, fishing, commercial fishing boats are corporate owned and they've got crews. I don't want to be critical of them, but I just want to say that for our community on Martha's Vineyard and for many of you out there who live near fishing ports, you treasure, you treasure those families that work hard, come home with the catch and feed their families and feed the community, feed the town. You know, not, it wasn't like shipping it off somewhere else, but you fed your community. And so nobody had written, nobody had written a song about that. So Wait, wait, before you get going, can I teach in the chorus? Because we really want oh, you yeah. guys to sing along on the chorus in this one. It's, here's the words, riding on the ocean, turning with the tide. Riding on the ocean, turning, turning with, with the, the tide. tide. Hauling in that net. Hauling in that net. Our friends by our side. Our friends by our side. And then you say, by our side again. All right, so let's do it again. Riding on the ocean. Riding on the ocean. Turning with the tide. Turning with the tide. Hauling in that net. Hauling in that net. Our friends by our side. Our friends by our side. By our side. By our side. You got it. You got it. You can visualize these families working on deck. You know, the father and son, you know, working, working it. Anyhow, anyhow. And there's another line that you're going to hear a lot. Sarah, carry us on, carry us on. It's a fishing boat, Sarah. You know, it's not the Mary and Verna. Because if you say Mary and Verna, you're going to leave somebody out. If you say Mary Elizabeth, you're leaving somebody else out. And if you're leaving Dorothy and Everett, you're leaving somebody else out. <laughs> so the idea is I created this name. It's actually, there's a cat boat at the cat, at Cape Cod Maritime Museum called Sarah. I figured that would keep me out of trouble. <laughs> so it's a fishing boat, Sarah. Okay, you ready for this? Oh my God. Your props, you need your oh, props. I need my harmonica. <laughs> harmonica part, part comes in and it's really good, so it's worth waiting for. <laughs> she's my brains. She's, she holds me together. She's so terrific. <laughs> 
windows foggy The radar spins round and round The coffee's burnt and it's too hot The autopilot is down The net is coming back loaded There's seagulls drifting prepared for this song 
You're my Menemsha buddies out there, every one of you. Right. Look out there, every one of you is a relative that's related to somebody who gets their feet wet. <laughs> that's right. Captain Maggie. Captain Maggie. Oh, oh no. I we, wish we had two. We only minutes. got we got only a few minutes late. Yeah. Rolling home. Rolling home. We're gonna finish. Yeah. You know, this is a Gail Huntington tune. If some of y'all know Gail Huntington, that's right, that's right, that's right. So this is this is a must-do. In fact, we always usually end our end our show with this one, and this is a great sing-along. So the chorus is this: Rolling home, rolling home, rolling home across the sea. Rolling home, rolling home, rolling home across the sea. So that's the first part of it, and then it's rolling home to dear New England. Rolling home near God to thee. That's it. All right. So you're this, good. You're this, good. this song has traveled around the world more times than I mean, any you tune. Get by there, Pam. Watch the step there. I'm just coming to you sing can. with you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. Can sit this, right there. this song has Thank traveled you. around the world more than any Elvis Presley hit. <laughs> Pass from one sailor to, I'm gonna just take the risk of saying that. Let's see if we hear from somebody who knows it and says that's not true. This is a song that was sung by sailors, taught to each other by sailors, brought from one ship to another, and circulated the world. Isn't that cool? Sea shanties are amazing cool. songs. We don't know who wrote it but it was written before the Civil War, it was, or at the time when the whaling industry was at its peak, when ships were traveling all the oceans and sailors thought of home. It is a song that I learned from Gail Huntington, and if for anyone who doesn't know who he was, he was this wonderful fellow, a wonderful, low-key, easy-loving person. His wife, Mildred, was it's, this is just as, this is her. <laughs> She's Mildred really nice. Anyhow, I knew them really well, and they encouraged me. Gail said to me, Mark, sing sea shanties. You know, you can put a song on a record, you can put it in a book, and you can hang it on the shelf. But the way to do it is sea shanties must be sung with people. <laughs> Say that again. With salty people. <laughs> and, and he's right. He's absolutely right. These are songs, and these, so many of the folk songs you grew up today don't belong on a record. They belong to you singing at lunchtime or dinner or doing this and that with just the fellowship that gets generated. How many of you felt that way when you heard them doing the, the song? You know, it's good. Yeah, you, you know, just want to sing along. Am I right? So you know, good. you feel really warm inside when you hear a song you know and you grew up with and you heard. I hear people nodding their heads. Yeah. Folks on the camera, you can't see them, but we got people in the audience. Doing this. <laughs> I hope you are too. And they're not bobbleheads. <laughs> so please sing with us if you if you've heard this too many times. Sing it louder. <laughs> And remember my invitation to you. Write me some poems. Write me some stories. Write me stories, things that connect with you to the story that we told early in the evening. Please do that. Please do that. Let's stay connected.
the sails were full of snow. This is by popular demand. <laughs> this is a song I wrote called Captain Maggie. Oh, this is such a miniature song, too. You, you're going to love this one. This needs a quick little introduction, too, because this is, I just told you about how much I love fishermen, right? You know, we love fishermen in our community. Well, we think of you live on an island community. How much is done by the women of this island? How much business is done by the women? Yes, 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 yes. They are wonderful. They're behind the scenes pushing and pulling and doing all the amazing things they do. And, and we know the lobster fishery is in trouble. They're having a hard time. They're, we just talked about right whale. Well, it's hard, the scarcity. You get all kinds of issues that I don't want to go through here, but I love the people who go lobstering. I love the people who go out for a day, come back with what they could get, and deliver it 
to be distributed. Mostly, you know, some of it gets shipped off island. A lot of it gets eaten here. And, and, and for us on Martha's Vineyard, and you know what I'm talking about, you know who they are. You know them by their first and last name. You know them by the names of their boats. And putting a face to them is hard because they're just such a diverse group of people. We love them so much. We love them being diverse. So anyhow, I've just, all these things, you mix that up in a little soup. And I thought to myself, why not write a song about a woman lobsterman? <laughs> A woman lobsterman, okay? Uh, and there's a chorus in this one, too. And for this one, you got to pretend you got us up uh, something in your hand because you're going to toast to her. And we'll toast to Captain Maggie. Don't cut her off when tending your gear. She's fish with the best. There's only a few better. She's tough when the going's rough around here. And so I know you know that line. Back. She's tough when, when the, the going's, going's rough, rough around, around here. here. Say it with me. She's tough when the going's rough, rough around here. I know you know this. <laughs> so here we go. Don't cut her off when you're tending 
think she's dressed for work like all of us. No colorful dress or blouse around here. <laughs> we know her by her worn orange grundins, tall black rubber boots, all man's fishing gear. When her boat is in the harbor, she's all lady at the pub, among the finest in fame. She can twist and turn with any tune. On the dance floor, she's free without a care. Here we go. Here's your part. So we'll toast to Cat. They're going rough around here. All right. <laughs> One more verse. Let's see. One stormy night, she was out fishing late. The fog slipped in. The waves chased her astern. When her boat finally landed, a man was awaiting. He stepped out of the shadow and under the glow of a lantern. We watched as he pulled out a wet paper bag. He handed it to her in that foggy night. She opened it, a bouquet of flowers. We all thought we saw her tears. Last time, here we go. So we're toast to Captain Maggie. Don't cut her off when you're tending your game. She's fished with the best. There are only a few better. I want to hear you now. She's tough. Around here, she's tough. When they're going rough, around here, she's tough. When they're going rough, around That was Sunday at Sea, hosted by Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Thank you, Mark and Molly. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show today. For more information about Sunday at Sea, please check out the link included in the podcast description. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote. 
The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by me, Brad Wortman. Music used in this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. We're always looking for Fisher poets like Mark and Molly to come on the show. If you'd like to appear or have comments about the show, please send an email to thefisherpoetrypodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Anchor, and several other hosts, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Please also check out our videos on the Fisher Poetry channel on YouTube and visit the Fisher Poetry Podcast page on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailormen, listen to me. I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea. Blow your winds westerly, westerly blow. We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes. 